For many years now, the principle of the wine moves my heart and I'm looking forward to you guys to discover those kinds of principles. The message, Time to Harvest, is actually an amazing title. Because we're in the series about the wine, and the wine goes through four seasons. Spring starts to uh, blossom everything. It's an amazing growth. Summer in the vineyard, it's hot, it's long, a lot of work, boring. Summer means I remain and remain and I remain and I remain and I remain because harvest is around the corner. And harvest is very cool, right? You can celebrate all the things you have achieved with God Almighty. And I want to talk about the harvest season. In John chapter 15, verse 5, the Bible is saying, actually Jesus is saying, I am the wine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. What an amazing Bible verse. We love glory to glory, anointing to anointing, anointing glory we love. For example, you are engaged and now you have married. It's like harvest, right? Or you got a child, yeah, woo, child, that means a child. Or for example, um, you have passed the college, yeah, college over, now life is back. Or you have started a company, your own company. Everybody starts small some, somehow. And this is like harvest feeling, or for example, another couple, the couple of uh, Family Gasmans, they were pastors in our church. We have sent them out to Rome to plant a church in Roma. And it worked very well in the beginning. Uh, we started with 440 people, and from Sunday to Sunday, the number dropped dramatically. And after two months, nobody showed up anymore. And we had no clue why this happened, and um, it was really not a success story. But only like two years later, I will tell you right now, God has do something amazing out of the biggest crisis in their life. We see harvest in an amazing way. Because they ask God, God, is there a special key to reach Italy? And God said, yes, Italy, in the map, it looks like a booth. I want to show this a booth. Is, do, is there a booth? Yeah, this is the booth. Wow. Boot, boot, boot. Yeah, this is like Italy, right? This looks like Italy. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm actually not a good drawer. That's why I need help. I want to draw you Italy. Now we're going up. Up, 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 up. This is actually Italy. Wow. Thank you so much. You see, it's very difficult. Oh, it looks good, right? It's Italy. Yeah. And here is Insel Elba, Sicily. Yeah, good. And God said to them, a booth, a booth, it's very simple. If you slide in, you slide from the top in, right? And God said, you slide in from the top. 
And I said, what, what, what do you mean God by that? And God said, if you want to change Italy, go back at the edge, at the, at the border between Switzerland and Italy. And they planted, after they failed in Rome, they planted ICF Ticino. It's like on the top. And now we have an ICF Ticino. It's an Italian-speaking ICF. How cool is that? And out of that, they planted... Next week, we have the grand opening of Reggio Emilia. This is in the middle of Italy. Reggio Emilia is the land of balsamic, of Ferrari, of the olives. Everything is there. Here is a lot of money. And we, started, we will start next Sunday with over 100 people already in Italy. What it meant to be like a stumbling stone became a stepping stone in, in the history of our church. And now we have like two Italian-speaking churches, the Gino, Reggio Emilia. And the cool thing is they said, we want to change whole Italy. Reggio Emilia said, we know so many long, young leaders. We will gather all the young leaders on a cruise for four days because on a cruise nobody can walk away. And for four days, we want to teach the young generation how can we change, transform Italy for Jesus Christ. And out of that cruise, we will plant more churches in Italy. This is like harvest season. What an amazing story. Right? Let's give God a hand for that. This is, this is an amazing story. Di Gino Reggio Emilia. Let's hear a story short from the wine, wine dresser about the harvest season in the vineyard. handgelesen bei uns. Es gibt ja auch eine Maschine, aber die Qualität ist immer noch von Hand. Wir haben etwa 16 Erntehelfer, die hauen die Trauben ab. Die machen pro Tag etwa 600 Kilo, hauen die ab mit der Schere. Und äh, sie werden im Bottich fallen gelassen, nachher in den Keller gebracht und verarbeitet. Wenn die Ernte fertig ist, dann hat, äh, lassen wir die Rebe ruhen bis Januar, Februar und fangen wir an zu schneiden. Und äh, die Ruhe braucht die Rebe, um sich erholen von äh, der Energie, die sie gebraucht hat, zum Trauben produzieren. Am Schluss muss man die Rebe ruhen lassen und gehen immer erst ab Februar wieder in den Rebberg.
of the harvest season. In John chapter 15, verse 8, the Bible is saying, This is to my Father's glory. It's exactly. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. When we bear fruit, it's actually for the glory of God Almighty. I have also a praise report for me. For me, right now, this week is also a harvest season. Why? This week, my newest book, Esther, will be coming out in all the shops. King Esther. And I'm so pumped about the book of Esther. You know, on Tuesday morning when I wake up, I thought to myself, how many books I have already written? And I took all my books and I start to count. And here are the countings of all my books. And this book is unique in terms of the number. Are you ready? Hi, here are all the books that I've written. I've started, just do it. Go for it. And here's the reprint. No limits about dreams. No fear about counseling. Network, that means what is your gift, number one. This is the reprint. Then, Leben, das ich lohnt, leadership in style, uh, Holy Spirit, how we can win people, train people. This is the reprint. How can we send out people? Uh, leadership in style, about marriage, hello future, Moses, about uh, dear God, wise and questions, and uh, love letters about the book of Ruth. Then lion heart, eagle eye, uh, Holy Spirit, and book number 20 is the book about the King Esther. That's amazing. 20 books I have written. Book number 20! And I had no clue. After I prayed to Jesus, I started to count and 20 years of ICF Zurich and 20 books of Pastor Leo. Amazing, all in German. I'm so sorry. But for me, this is like amazing, you know. I tell you a story about church planting, about books, about many things. Why are you doing that? I want to make you jealous. Because when other people are successful, when other people are really doing amazing things with God, I want to ask you, how do you react? What is your heart attitude, your heart issue? I want to speak about three things this afternoon. First of all, don't allow success to go to your head. Never, never allow that success goes into your head. You know why not? Because everything what we have comes from God Almighty. Every second when your heart is beating reminds you, I have a heartbeat more to live on this planet Earth. It's a blessing from God. Without God, you cannot even breathe. Without God, your heart will not even beat. That means we are blessed anyhow from God Almighty. That's why success comes always from God Almighty. When other people are successful, what is our heart attitude? Point number one, congratulate and applaud. If other people are successful, cheer, celebrate, be positive, and don't think, what's about me? Because God is your biggest cheer in your life. The devil will pull you down, but God is cheering with you. Point number two, rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. Here is an amazing story happened about two weeks ago. Michael Phelps, he is the master of in swimming. He won 23 gold medals at the Olympic Games. 
In the year 2008, he met Joseph Scholling, a guy from Singapore. And the small Joseph said, Michael, he's 13 years old. Michael, you are my hero. I'm your biggest fan. I'm a swimmer too. And one day, I would love to be faster than you. And Michael Phelps looks down and starts to smile. It's eight years ago. This year in the Olympic Games in Rio, the last um, final in Butterfly, the last um, final of Michael Phelps, he had to swim against his biggest fan. He was eight years older, 21 years old, and the biggest fan looked and said, Michael, you're still my fan. I'm still looking up to you. And now look what's happened. Scholing won before Phelps won the first gold medal for Singapore. Let's see Olympic. Heats into the semi-final and into the final, and he's a body length clear almost. Can he hold on? We were hoping to see history in the pool, but we are history because Singapore has won an Olympic gold medal and an Olympic record time. Joseph Schooling, simply sensational. Equal second, equal second for Phelps. Chat, triple way second. <laughs> Michael Phelps, Chad Leclerc and Laszlo Chair have all... Wow, eight years later, he, he bet Michael Phelps. And the cool thing is about that. Michael Phelps in London four years ago, he quit swimming. He won 18 medals. He quit and he fall down in depression, in drugs. He was in the jail. His life was a mess. And one of his closest friends of Michael Phelps said to him, hey, Michael, if you're going on like that, you will be dead very soon. He gave him a book from Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life. And he started to read the book. In the third chapter, Michael Phelps gave his life to Jesus Christ. He was born again. And then he said, all the 18 gold medals I won in London meant nothing for me because I, I, I tried to please my father. And after one in London, I was so empty. But now I will go I make a restart and I will go to Rio and now I want to swim for God. And that's an amazing story how he ended uh, the Olympic Games. You see the next picture, make compliments. That means when, when um, Scholing got the medals, Michael Phelps came and congratulated said, hey, I'm so proud about you. You, you beat me. And this, is, this, this picture is more than just words. There are some people in your life, they are gifted, they're blessed, God is using them, and you're always saying, what's about me? Cheering, celebrating, applauding, have the mindset of God in you. The third thing is be a learner. Be a learner if other people are doing amazing things. I preached uh, some weeks ago in Frisco in Dallas, Texas, America. Texas is even bigger than America. And I came to the church and nobody knew me because nobody knew me. And when I, I came into the lobby, I was surprised because they built up the Matterhorn. Built up whole Switzerland, a mountain. People were dressed like Swiss people. You could make pictures with the Matterhorn. And in the church, everything was Swiss, 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 Swiss. And you got some Lindo chocolate from Switzerland, Lindo chocolate. I went in and out, in and out for the chocolate. And I asked the pastor, why are you doing that? 
He said, do you want to know the truth? I said, yeah, of course. You are nobody here. Nobody knows you. You're preaching here for the very first time. And we said together as a team and we thought, how can we, how can we bring a stage for Leo? Then when he starts to preach, everybody say, wow, Pastor Leo from Switzerland, cool. <laughs> and we thought that people are walking to the foyer. Love it to see Matterhorn, get the chocolate from Switzerland. And before you start to preach, people are with you and for you. And I said to him, you're doing this by every guest speaker? He said, no, just for you. I want to promote you. And I was so quiet because we have a lot of guest speakers in our church. I treat them very, very good. But I will say to you, here is a guest speaker. Stand up and give a big hand. That's it. But they have built up whole Switzerland in the church. And I learned an important lesson. You can always do more. Learn for those people that are successful. Another thing is what you shouldn't do when other people succeed. There's like, there's some no-goes. No-goes number one, don't ever be jealous. Don't ever, ever be jealous. Jealousy comes from the devil. Because when, the, when Lucifer was with God in heaven, Lucifer said to God, I want to be like you. Jealousy set in his heart. Jealousy comes straight from the devil. And God kicked him out from heaven. Don't be jealous because God is writing history with your own story. Your story is unique. Your gifts are unique. Your personality are unique. Your DNA is unique. Don't ever compare because you are master. Second thing is search for the mistake and the negative. You will always find negative things by people that are successful. Always. Even when you look at the, at the grapes, you always say, oh, look here. This is not good. That's why everything is not good. So many people have the, have the attitude to find something and then pull people down. God is never pulled you down. God is lifting you up and God sees not the negative things in you. Grace means God could see the negative. Grace means God is supporting you, cheering you up for the best in you. Third thing is try to speak badly about the success of others. That's big in Switzerland. I tell you something. For example, Roger Federer is the best tennis, play, tennis player ever. And people will say, he's 35 years old. He's not number one. He forgot to quit at the right moment. People in America say, oh, cool. He's 35 years old. He's still playing tennis. <laughs> Different mindset. Compare your beginnings with the final results of others. Never, ever, ever do that. If you start you're starting playing music or you're starting a church or a ministry, whatever, never compares to people they're running, they're doing things since 30 years. For example, we're running a TV ministry since about five years, and they have a very small, low budget. And people come and say, your quality is not good. When I compare to the Hillsong channel, What's wrong with you? I say, yeah, they're doing this many years and the budget are more higher and we just do what we do. Never compare because you always lose. I want to speak about your success. When you are successful, now it goes about you. Point number one, rejoice and be thankful. Rejoice 
and be thankful. Why? Because God has given you a resource. The biggest resource that you have, it's not money. People coming up to me say, Pastor, your God is not fair. Why people are starving in Cambodia and people in Europe have so much money? Something is wrong. But I'm always saying to them, in terms of money, yes. In terms of joy, no. You go into Cambodia, people are more happy than people in Europe. But what we have in common is God has given you a resource. Resource means a talent, a gift. A talent and a gift, it says, that's I am, shaped and formed from God Almighty. And if you start to use your gifts and your talent, then you will bear fruit for God Almighty. I have started a trilogy, trilogy, three books, like you see, like Catching Fire is three. Everybody, everybody at the moment has three. There are my three books. All the three books are bestsellers. Have I ever told you they are bestsellers? They are bestsellers. I mean, really high bestsellers. Have I ever told you they are bestsellers? They are bestsellers. Do you know that? They are bestsellers. Why is this important? They're bestsellers. <laughs> you know why they're bestsellers? Because they're selling good. You know why they're bestsellers? And here's the point. Why I mentioned many times bestsellers. It's never about the fruit. It's never about the bestsellers. You know what I liked about these books? Last Sunday, a man came up to me in the front. He said, thank you so much, Pastor Leo. I got saved to the Eagle Eye book. I wasn't a believer and never attended any church. And in Christmas time, my best close friend gave me the Eagle book. And um, I loved the Eagle and started to read. And after one chapter, I could not stop reading. And I read and I read. And after the book, I went to my knees and accepted Jesus Christ. It's never about the bestseller. It's always about one story for one person who's reading the book, getting saved, and for this person, everything makes sense. You know, the fruit is just the results about if you remain in me, if you remain in God, you will bear fruit. It's just um, a result. Celebrate the success. If you are successful, celebrate. We have a very good friend, Andy Struppler, is now in Cambodia. Every, all, every day when we uh, had a, like a, a praise report, he said, let's Stop working. Let's celebrate. Let's toast. I said, we cannot toast the whole day. But celebrate. Have attitude of celebrate. Share. If you are successful, share a part of your success. Here is an amazing story. A story. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 10. Do not go over your vineyard a second time. Now, please listen to this very carefully. This is like a teaching from God Almighty. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. Amazing. God is saying, if you are successful, use a part of your gifts, of your income for people in need. Maybe you have people in need in your own family, in your neighborhood, in your small group, in your church. And always a portion of your success, give away to people in need. This is an amazing teaching of God. 
A third thing is invest a portion of the success. In the, right in the beginning of the Bible, God is saying, is sowing and reaping. For example, harvest is, is, a, is a very quick thing. I mean, this took about one year to grow, and then you cut it away in one second. Oops. Success is so fast, right? Here. And now you can do two things. You can eat all the grapes in one minute. You can make with them a grape, a grape, a grape drink, whatever. And then it's gone. But a farmer takes the grape seed out of every wine and uses the grape seed and he plants the grape seed into the ground and it will grow again. Use always a portion of your gifts for an investment. Three things I teach people. First, tithe God. Second, give a portion to the people in need. And the third thing is invest some money or invest your gifts in an investments for the future. Point number five, remain in me. If you are successful, remain in me. Why is saying that? Because just check for a moment, a lot of very successful people, after they become very famous, a lot of them, they fell into depression, in addictions, and the lifestyle is really a mess. Why is that so? They start to live from the fruit. You cannot live from the fruit. You cannot live from the success story. You only can live from Jesus. If you start to depend on what you have achieved and you reach the achievement, it goes about one week and you fall into a deep, deep, deep depression hole. And you get addicted to success. And you need drugs and alcohol to fill up your hole in your heart. That's why God is saying the, 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 the grapes are just a fruit of, of from if you remain in me, you will bear fruit. Look, it's the same thing in our church. Now our church, we're planting churches all over. And a lot of people coming up to me say, Pastor, it's an amazing story. You're planting churches all over. You travel all over. How cool is that? And I was saying, yes, I'm thankful. But you're mixing two things. This is just a result about remaining in Jesus. And I will never live from the applause of people. I will never live uh, that people are speaking good things for me. I will live from the source of God. I will remain in Jesus. And Jesus remains in me. Let's go to the next point. What you shouldn't do when you are successful. Never ever become proud and arrogant. Please don't do that. Because the Bible is saying the proud people, God will resist you. And here is an amazing story about Mario Bolatelli. He's an Italian guy. Mario Bolatelli. Four years, about four years ago, two, not two years ago, in the world champion, world European, the world championship, right? A world, not world championship. He shoot a goal against Germany. And everybody said... He is the biggest soccer player ever, ever. He is the Mario, the God soccer player. He is the amazing goal he shoot against Germany. Sorry, Björn, close your eyes. Mario, Mario, 
Super Mario! 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 Goal! 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 Fala Italian! Fala Italian! يضرب الألمان في مقتل يضرب الألمان سوبر ماريو واحد واحد يا سلام يا سلام الإيطاليون. Still hurts, I know. For some people, still hurts. But his goal was amazing. He's the superstar of all the soccer play. He earned millions and millions. He was hired by Alzo Milano in Italy. And after the, the World Championship, he gets so proud and so arrogant. You saw the pose, the pose he made. He gets so arrogant, he falls down in a deep hole. Milano said, we don't like Mario anymore. He transferred to Liverpool. Liverpool said, we don't like his attitude. Transfer back to Milan. Milan said, we don't want to have uh, Mario. They transferred to Manchester City. Guardiola came and said, I don't like Mario. And nobody wants to have Mario Polatelli anymore. You know why? Everybody said, he's not a team player. And he's very proud and very arrogant. And now he has no club to play. Nobody wants to have Mario Polatelli. You can learn from his story. If you get proud, if you think I'm like God, you're dropping very, very fast. Hosea chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, the same thing happened to the people of God. We can learn from history. History is here to learn. Israel was a spreading, spreading wine. He brought forth fruit from himself. As his fruit increased, he built more altars. As his land prospered, I'd moored his sacred stones. Their heart is deceitful, and now they must bear their guilt. The Lord has demolished their altars and destroys their sacred stones. That means the harvest was amazing. And as more success they had, as more they drifted from God. And here's a question which I have. Say, God, why are you blessing your people? And you know already they're drifting if they're starving, they're on their knees and seeking you. If the pockets are full with blessing, they're drifting. Why are you doing that? And God is saying, I always trust people. I decide to trust and believe in people. Never look down on others. Never think that you're something better, that you're more special than the rest. Never look down. All are equal in the eyes of God. Forgot those you helped your success. You're always in a team. You never succeed by, your, by yourself. There's always a team around you. And the last thing is, allow your success to be spoiled by jealous people. Don't allow jealous people to put you down. Never, ever do that. Just stand strong and say, yes, I remain in Jesus. And the fruit is just the results from Jesus. Let's have a right godly attitude when other people are really successful. I want to close with the last point. Don't allow defeat to sink into your heart. Why bring up this point? Because in the vineyard, even when the grapes are ready for the harvest, there are two enemies. One is the hail a hail can destroy all the grapes in one night and the leaves. And the second thing is the frost. 
overnight the frost kills the grape and there will be no harvest anymore. So close for harvest. Two things, harvest is gone. I want to be honest as a pastor in our congregation. We have two kinds of people. We have people, they are celebrating. Whoa, newest book, my 20th book, yeah, yeah. Yes, I got married. Yes, I have kids. And other people in our church, they're going to a rough season. They face some hailstorms. The family is falling apart. They got from the doctor a bad report. You were kicked out in your company. You have not enough money. You're coming to the church and say, they're speaking about blessing, about glory, anointing. But my life, it's the opposite. I went to a hailstorm, close for harvest. Frost set in out of the blue. You lost everything. We have two kinds of people in our church. And I want to I um, encourage you right now with that picture. If a hailstorm or a frost killing the grapes, this tree is not under stress. The tree knows I am not bearing fruit for one year. There are certain trees that are bearing fruit for one year. Like a mushroom, boom, gone. But this tree knows, I come back. Next summer, next fall, I am back. For all those things falling apart in your life, remain in God. You have a God of a second chance. Your life is not over. Your life is not finished. You're looking up to people that are succeeding. They're going from glory to glory. But your time comes again. Your time comes again. Sometimes you're going to rough and tough season, but the season will not last forever. I want to close the message. Remain in Jesus, my last point. And it's an amazing Bible verse I want to read to you in the closing. In John chapter 15, verse 7 if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Just pause for a moment. Here's not the question, God, let me bring a lot of fruits. It's not a question about a car or a house or a woman or whatever. Here is the question. If I remain in Christ, and Christ reminds me, means Jesus is flowing through me. He's using my gifts and my talents. And out of the gifts and the talents, I will bear fruit, not for my glory. The glory is always, the, the fruits are always for other people. And I will be a blessing and people are blessed. And the Father God is glorified. If you have this attitude, I'm just a vessel. Use me, God. And God will use you. And then you will not ask selfie requests. You will say, God, I have some ideas. I have some dreams and plans. But I'm not sure if they're smart. Do whatever you want. Remain in me. Your will shall be done. 
that's the attitude of a woman and man of God that understood what it means to be plugged in in the grapevine. And I want to encourage you, remain in Him. And He remains in you. And you will bear fruit. And the fruit will glorify our God in heaven. I want to close the mass with a prayer. We have already arrived summer. Summer is an amazing season. I want to invite you right now for a prayer. I don't know your hard attitude in terms of other people are successful. I'm not sure if you're here and say, God, I'm really happy about my own story. Maybe I've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe this is your, your moment where God is asking you right now to receive him. Let's close our eyes for a moment and bow our heads because prayer is something between you and God Almighty. Father God, I'm so thankful, so pumped about this parable. You have really spoken to me in a profound, sharp, uplifting way. You see, I'm always so focused about success, about certain achievements. And I have some ideas or dreams or wish how my life should be. And Jesus, I want to say it right now to you. Not my will shall be done, but yours. Flow through me. Use me as a vessel to bless people to your glory. Maybe for, for certain people right now, it's the time to recommit your life to be a vessel with no agenda, with no agenda attached. Just say, God, use me for your glory. Or maybe you're here, you have some heart issues when you see other people succeed. They're achieving amazing things. Just, I want to ask you right now for, let's be quiet for a moment. I want to give you right now the opportunity just to spread your heart to Christ. Speak to you with Jesus for a moment. Maybe you need healing in your heart, in your attitudes to other people. Maybe you need healing in terms of your own story. Harvest is celebration time. Harvest is praising God. Harvest is praise support to God Almighty. I want to ask you right now, wherever you're sitting, just pour out your heart to Christ. Maybe your issues to Jesus because He knows you, He loves you, and He will bring the best out of you. That's the promise of God. Let's be quiet for a moment. When the band is just playing a little bit, just pour out your heart. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I will remain in you. That's my promise right now. And remain in me. 
and I will remain in you and you will remain in me and I will remain in you and you will remain in me and I will remain in you maybe you have to cut certain things away in your life who hinders you to remain in Christ there's always a moment where the Holy Spirit is convincing, speaking to you maybe to cut certain things away that you are simple and lean for God